Molly, I wonder, do women begin and leave off matchmaking. If our little chit falls in love and falls out again, she will not be the first of her sex, Mrs. Lambert. I wish we were on our way home again, and if I had my will, would trot off this very night. He has promised to drink his tea here to-night. You would not take away our child's pleasure, Martin, asked the mother softly. In his fashion, the father was not less good-natured. You know, my dear, says Lambert, that if either of them had a fancy to our ears, we would cut them off and serve them in a fricassee. Mary Lambert laughed at the idea of her pretty little delicate ears being so served. When her husband was most tender-hearted, his habit was to be most grotesque. When he pulled the pretty little delicate ear, behind which the matron's fine hair was combed back, wherein twinkled a shining line or two of silver, I dare say he did not hurt her much. I dare say she was thinking of the soft, well-remembered times of her own modest youth and sweet courtship. Hallowed remembrances of sacred times. If the sight of youthful love is pleasant to behold, how much more charming the aspect of the affection that has survived years, sorrows, faded beauty, perhaps, and life's doubts, differences, trouble. In regard of her promise to disguise her feelings for Mr. Warrington in that gentleman's presence, Miss Hester was better, or worse, if you will, than her word. Harry not only came to take tea with his friends, but invited them for the next day to an entertainment at the rooms, to be given in their special honour. "'A dance? And given for us?' cries Theo. "'Oh, Harry, how delightful! I wish we could begin this very minute. Why, for a savage Virginian, I declare, Harry Warrington, thou art the most civilised young man possible,' says the Colonel. "'My dear, shall we dance a minuet together?' "'We have done such a thing before, Martin Lambert,' says the soldier's fond wife. Her husband hums a minuet tune, whips a plate from the tea-table, and makes a preparatory bow and flourish with it, as if it were a hat, whilst Madame performs her best curtsy. Only Hetty of the party persists in looking glum and displeased. "'Why, child, have you not a word of thanks to throw to Mr. Warrington?' asks Theo of her sister. "'I never did care for dancing much,' says Hetty. What is the use of standing up opposite a stupid man and dancing down a room with him? Merci du compliment, says Mr. Warrington. I don't say that you are stupid. That is, that is, I only meant country dances, says Hetty, biting her lips, as she caught her sister's eye. She remembered she had said Harry was stupid, and Theo's droll humorous glance was her only reminder. But with this Miss Hetty chose to be as angry as if it had been quite a cruel rebuke. "'I hate dancing. There, I own it,' she said, with a toss of her head. "'Nay, you used to like it well enough, child,' interposes her mother. "'That was when she was a child. Don't you know she has grown up to be an old woman?' remarks Hetty's father. "'Or perhaps Miss Hester has got the gout.' "'Fiddle!' says Hester, snappishly, drubbing her little feet. "'What's a dance without a fiddle?' says imperturbed papa. Darkness has come over Harry Warrington's face. "'I come to try my best and give them pleasure in a dance,' he thinks, "'and the little thing tells me she hates dancing. "'We don't practice kindness or acknowledge hospitality so in our country. 
no nor speak to our parents so neither i am afraid in this particular usages have changed in the united states during the last hundred years and that the young folks there are considerably headified not content with this miss hester must proceed to make such fun of all the company at the wells and especially of harry's own immediate pursuits and companions that the honest lad was still further pained at her behaviour and when he saw mrs lambert alone asked how or in what he had again offended that hester was so angry with him the kind matron felt more than ever well disposed towards the boy after her daughter's conduct to him she would have liked to tell the secret which hester hid so fiercely theo too remonstrated with her sister in private but hester would not listen to the subject and was as angry in her bedroom when the girls were alone as she had been in the parlour before her mother's company suppose he hates me says she i expect he will i hate myself i do and scorn myself for being such an idiot how ought he to do otherwise than hate me didn't i abuse him call him goose all sorts of names and no he is not clever all the time i know i have better wits than he has it is only because he is tall and has blue eyes and a pretty nose that i like him what an absurd fool a girl must be to like a man merely because he has a blue nose and hooked eyes so i am a fool and i won't have you say a word to the contrary theo now theo thought that her little sister far from being a fool was a wonder of wonders and that if any girl was worthy of any prince in christendom hetty was that spinster you are silly sometimes hetty says theo that is when you speak unkindly to people who mean you well as you did to mr warrington at tea to-night when he proposed to us his party at the assembly rooms and nothing could be more gallant of him why did you say you didn't care for music or dancing or tea you know you love them all i said it merely to vex myself theo and annoy myself and whip myself as i deserve child and besides how can you expect such an idiot as i am to say anything but idiotic things do you know it quite pleased me to see him angry i thought ah now i have heard his feelings now he will say hetty lambert is an odious little set-up sour-tempered vixen and that will teach him and you and mamma and papa at any rate that i am not going to set my cap at mr harry no our papa is ten times as good as he is i will stay by our papa and if he asked me to go to virginia with him to-morrow i wouldn't feel my sister is worth all the virginians that ever were made since the world began and here i suppose follow osculations between the sisters and mother's knock comes to the door who has overheard their talk through the wainscot and calls out children tis time to go to sleep theo's eyes close speedily and she is at rest but ah poor little hetty think of the hours tolling one after another and the child's eyes wide open as she lies tossing and wakeful with the anguish of the new wound it is a judgment upon me she says for having thought and spoke scornfully of him only why should there be a judgment upon me i was only in fun i knew i liked him very much all the time but i thought theo liked him too and i would give up 
anything for my darling Theo. If she had, no tortures should ever have drawn a word from me. I would have got a rope ladder to help her to run away with Harry, that I would, or fetch the clergyman to marry them, and then I would have retired alone and alone and alone, and taken care of papa and mamma, and of the poor in the village, and have read sermons, though I hate em, and would have died without telling a word, not a word, and I shall die soon, I know I shall. But when the dawn rises, the little maid is asleep, nestling by her sister, the stain of a tear or two upon her flushed downy cheek. Most of us play with edged swords at some period of our lives, and cut ourselves accordingly. At first the cut hurts and stings, and down drops the knife, and we cry out like wounded little babies as we are. Some very, very few and unlucky folks at the game cut their heads sheer off, or stab themselves mortally and perish outright, and there is an end of them. But, heaven help us, many people have fingered those ardentes sagidas which love sharpens on his whetstone, and are stabbed, scarred, pricked, perforated, tattooed all over with the wounds, who recovered, and lived to be quite lively. Vier auch have tasted das irdisch Gluch. We also have gelept and unserweiter. Warble your death song, sweet Thecla. Perish off the face of the earth, poor pulmonary victim, if so minded. Had you survived to a later period of life, my dear, you would have thought of a sentimental disappointment without any reference to the undertaker. Let us trust there is no present need of a sexton for Miss Hetty. But meanwhile, the very instant she wakes, there tearing at her little heart will that care be, which has given her a few hours' respite, melted, no doubt, by her youth and her tears. End of chapter 33